Welcome to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Roostrack. I'm here with my good friend, Chris, and I cannot pronounce your name. Can you please let our listeners know? <laughs> Pascarella. Yeah, see, I would never, ever get that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it wrong so many times, I'm not sure myself. See, I, I try not to butcher last names. If I know I can't say it, I'm just going to say, you can say it for me. <laughs> You're probably better off. <laughs> probably. So you have the Destiny Trilogy out. What is going on with yes. that? The Destiny Trilogy is the story of twins Jack and Maddie Austin, who on their 13th birthday, their party gets raided by an evil wizard named Tardon. And the parents are kidnapped and whisked off to a magical realm that they never knew existed. Their Uncle Benny, who kind of oversees them, has given them a, a gift, two necklaces. One is a sun medallion and one is an earth medallion. And it comes with a cryptic message from someone named Stanton, who they don't even know. In his effort to protect them, Uncle Benny takes them to the magical realm, fills them in that they are wizards, and they embark on a rescue mission to find their parents and discover who they truly are. And that takes us through the three books. As okay. they encounter magical creatures, uh, all, all the elements of a fantasy that we'd expect, except we have mom and dad. My kids aren't orphans. Yeah, and there you go. I, 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 draw on, I draw on Native American folklore for my magical creatures. I mean, they still have the dragons and things like that, but they also have Sasquatch and some other creatures. And a little a bit of everything. It's a kind of fantasy adventure. Yeah, it's a different kind of fantasy adventure. I think it's time for something a little new. Yeah, I'm getting tired of the same fantasy books that are out there. They all have... <laughs> I love my fantasy. I write fantasy myself, which you know. And yeah. But you have a set format. You have the hero story, you have the orphan story, or you have the god from another planet coming to your planet or aliens, yeah. or whatever it is, is all the same base. It's time to mix it up a little bit. Well, I, I think we need to be reminded that, especially younger readers need to be reminded that mom and dad have had to help you. Yes. You know, they can provide a safety net. You can learn and grow on your own, but at the same time, they have something to offer. Because mm-hmm. that is a stolen from stories. You know, first right. five seconds of every story, they kill off mom and dad. And wait a minute, mom and dad are a big part of a kid's life. You can't put a kid out on his own to learn things. It's not going to happen. No. You look at, let's see, a series of unfortunate events. What happens? The mom and dad are killed off or whatever, and they go to the crazy uncle's house. And the yeah. crazy yeah. uncle is a bad guy in this story. So it, it's not... That doesn't always work. No, but they did to me the time, too. They sent them to the aunt and uncle who, who don't like them. They don't want them. Yeah, it's like, to me, that seems like you're creating a, a divide between adults and kids when they kind of need the adult influence in their life. And that's what I'm trying to establish, that, you know, it's okay to be on your own. It's okay to but it's mm-hmm. also okay to give advice to somebody who's been there and done that. Right. And that's something what, that we need. 
I think so. That's why uh, the series was born. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we, that's why we're always right, right? So, yes. We have the trilogy. There, you have so much going on, and I know I know you have a lot going on because we talk <laughs> off and on about other things. But you have yes. the Destiny trilogy is your main fantasy, and then you have other things besides that that you work on. Yes. I try to do a little bit of everything. I get bored if I stay on one thing all the time. Oh, I know. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I do have a, I have a Christian coming-of-age story for teenagers called I Am John Paul, which follows a young Maasai warrior in um, Africa who's going through the process of getting initiated into the Maasai tribe. But in his, he wants to hold up the traditions of his tribe and of his people. But at the same time, he's drawn to Christianity, and is a visiting American priest who guides him. And they have a very philosophical discussion. So he's a very small boy. And we see that you know, even though cultures that seemingly may be very different have a lot of similarities, and we all have mm-hmm. the same core beliefs at some point, at some way. Yeah. Yeah, I was just talking so that's to, what I tried a, to get through there. Yeah, and an author from ooh, I I forget what country she's originally from, but we're talking, and the core beliefs are all the same. It's how it's executed yeah, and absolutely. twisted and whatever. Absolutely. You still have the Christ, Christian anic faith, but it's uh, perceived differently. Let's try try that word. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. There's, I, I think God presents himself to people in different ways depending on their needs. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to have different stories. We do Christian stories, we do fantasy, we do a lot of different things. And how we tell it isn't necessarily how someone else tells it, but it be it's similar where they can understand it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, what else do you have working on right now? Um, the C.C. Mullins Adventures. This one is C.C. Mullins, the case of the Orange Hair. One of this kind of uh, Encyclopedia Brown, but with psychic abilities. C.C. Mullins is a 12-year-old boy who he gets visions based on objects that he touches that belong to people. He finds a hair ribbon in a in a abandoned lot, and when he picks it up, he gets a vision of a of a girl in his class who was abducted. His uncle is a police detective, and together they try to find the girl. Okay. Something. And he gets he gets visits. He gets visits from um, his father, who's a police officer, who was totally on line of duty, who visits him as a ghost. So, dad's still there, giving advice, <laughs> just in a different form. Well, and that's, see, that's, that's book a, one of that. Yeah, we de- need something like that, anyways, because uh, I'm a big believer in the spiritual world. So mom and dad are there even if they're not seen. 
They're still mm-hmm. a part of Absolutely. the life. And to be able to bring it into um, a story and have it where, yeah, m- mom or dad's not actually physically there, but spiritually there. That's a big thing because a lot of people don't think like that anymore. They're not taught to think like that anymore. Uh-uh. And, and even though they may not be that, I still have something to teach and to pass on to you. Correct. So that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get across there. So I think you do a, a wonderful job with that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then my my last book kind of draws on my philosophical roots. Uh, I have a book I started, The Dialogue, and that's book one is on the existence of God, and it's two um, college professors. Mm-hmm. Who's, one's a theology professor, one's a scientist. And they have a discussion on the, the place of God in the scientific world. And it gets pretty heated. <laughs> yeah, well, you start going into philosophical things in a book, regardless if it's geared to children or not. You're, it's going to get heated, and we, as authors, I wish people would understand, we had these battles in our head of how a scene goes, but it was more the characters are having a heated battle in our head when we're trying to write it. <laughs> I try to explain sometimes, people who don't write don't understand, characters write the story. They don't always do yes. what you expect them to do. You might have a oh, plan, no, you no. might have it all worked out, and it's not happening. No, it's not. How many? I don't know how many times I've sat in front of the computer to write, and I have this wonderful scene in my head, and the characters go, oh, no, you sit back. We're going to change this entire thing. <laughs> yep, yep, all the time. All and the time you can't, I that. No, I don't think so. Y- yeah, you can't write the book yourself. It's your characters talking through you to write the book. Or oh, yeah. absolutely. Musicians do this. Um, any creative entity, um, artists do this. We all have a mindset of how something should look. Yeah, it's not going to come out the way it's in our head. When whatever's in our head, our muse, as we call them, says, oh, no, I have a better idea. Well, that, that's why the ancient Greeks attributed to the gods the, the creative process, because you can't understand how the story just writes itself. No, you can't. You know, it, and, it, oh, it must have been, it must have been I don't know, a, a divine entity that wrote that. Yeah. That's, that's why we, that. Exactly. That's why we have the word muse. We take yeah. it as a spiritual form that the muse is talking to the creator, the creative person. But in the reality, they're in our heads anyways. They're just there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there are times I've written a few lines and looked at it and go, like, wow, where did that come from? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think we all do it. Was, like, I was going back through one of my earlier works to get it ready for republication. And I'm like, did I really write this? Because I remember <laughs> none of it. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, as. As authors, that's what we do. Oh, I'm lucky I have an editor in the house. My daughter, Tony Ann, is a Fordham English major. She's recently graduated, 
and she's a pretty strict editor. And she'll be like, Dad, how'd you come up with this idea? That's really good. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you, kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just came out. I ha- Okay. So I have my 16-year-old daughter that is my editor. She's been in my editor for three years. And she has recently quit being my editor because when I'm writing, I don't edit as I'm writing it. And she has a bad habit of being over my shoulder. And then she'll go, that's felt wrong. That needs this. That needs this. Mom, I just can't work with you anymore. <laughs> I'm like, will you let me write it and give it to you yeah, when it's just, done? Yeah, that's a good story. I will take care of you later on. Exactly. It's a process. Yeah. It's not just, you don't write it. I do this when I'm writing, like, emails to friends and stuff. I won't worry about punctuation and grammar and stuff unless I have to worry about the grammar and punctuation. That's part of yeah. the editing process. Exactly. Exactly. Which is even worse than the writing process, I think. Oh, yes. Exactly. I, I'm... Okay. So, writing, I'll go through a cup, maybe two of coffee. Editing... You better have a pot or two of coffee ready for me because I'm going to be <laughs> strung out. <laughs> I know authors, both mainstream media and indie, they can't edit anything unless they have some wine ready for them. <laughs> I haven't gotten that bad yet. I just I, I'm thinking. When you have that good paragraph that you think is written so well, but it doesn't fit, and you have to mm-hmm. cut it. Yeah. And it's like, but it's so good. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> yes. I have gone through. I was like, I like this paragraph so much. How do I make it fit? <laughs> so, I'll end up yeah. writing three more pages just so that one paragraph fits. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever skip a word because you're not sure how to spell it? Yep, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I mean, it's like, wait a minute, I'm just not going to use it. I got the little right. <laughs> yeah. So you, this is a whole uh, author thing, and we're teaching our listeners today about how to be an author seriously. It's, but it's fun because we all do this. We'll have a word. In the moment, we can't spell it. We try to Google the word, still can't find the word that we're looking for. So what do we do? We use a completely different word altogether. That's it. Change, change all sentence. <laughs> exactly. It's like I know what I want to say, so let's just change the sentence completely so I don't have to use that word. We are all guilty of this. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, yes, definitely. I, I do this definitely. when I'm writing it's music. It's a fun process. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's music, a poem. That I just wrote a poem the other day, and I did this. I was like, I want to use a word. I know what I want to say. I can't spell the word, so I'm going to change the whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. See, that's why you, see, you can get away with some of that sometimes by writing fantasy, because you can just be like, oh, that's supposed to be spelled that way. It's a different way of spelling it in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can say whatever you want when you write fantasy. 
Exactly. That's See, like so much fun because you can make up anything. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have to make science fa- uh, science facts don't have to exist. If you want to have something that, oh, okay, this character died, but I need him back. So, okay, so what character can magically have the reincarnation gene or power or whatever? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Just put it in there. Exactly. It, it's just, oh, they just found out they can do this. It doesn't have to yeah. make completely sense. It's a fantasy. Come on now. Oh, exactly. We need, oh, we need dragons, but there's no dragons in the story. Okay, let's have someone in the story be able to create dragons. Makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Hey. It works. It definitely works. It, it, yeah, it's just certain examples. I mean, I'm just throwing oddball things out there, but as authors, this is what we do on a daily basis. We fight with our characters in our heads and go, okay, that doesn't make sense. Well, now we have to make it make sense because the characters say, well, it's staying. Yeah, <laughs> But I think the way you plan it, it's like it's like children. You know, they they are gonna do their thing, whether you want them to or not. They're gonna do their thing, exactly. and that's what characters do. Exactly. That that's the best way to explain it. it. It's not we're not fighting with the characters. It's we might try to advocate for our story, and but in the end, the character's gonna do what the character's gonna do. Yeah, that's why I say I don't get writer's block. My characters just don't want to talk to me today. Exactly. I have. I, I say that all the time. In the last month or so, my character, I'm writing four books at the same time. And the characters are like, no, we don't want to talk to you today. So I'm talking to a friend over the weekend. And he, just all of a sudden, I have characters from all four books wanting to talk. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I can only listen to one of you at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens with children too. They all have kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they come to you all at once, and they only they want to do. talk to you at that inopportune time. They I mean, do. To me now. <laughs> I think this is the first time I ever thought about characters being like children. But it's so funny because it's true. You want to talk to you when you least expect it, when you're not ready for it. Think about it. You just don't want to talk to you when you're on the phone or in the bathroom. <laughs> or no, my, my okay. Or middle of the night, you're dead asleep, and suddenly they want to talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's I exactly mean, exactly like having kids. <laughs> it is, and I just anyone. Don't have to pay that kind of education. Mhm. But here's the thing: these kids ultimately pay you. You're not paying them for something. You don't have to pay well, them the for. Hope. Yeah, that's the hope, anyways. Even if it's twenty dollars a month, they're in a sense paying you for Absolutely. all their. Absolutely. Yeah. But we at, tell new writers this all the time. I have writers get a hold of me on various social medias. How do you become an author? This is 
What do you say to that, really? Just do it. That, that, you yeah. just do it. To me, it, it's, it's a craft. Like People say, oh, I can't write. It's a craft like any other. You can learn how to be a carpenter. You can learn how to be a writer. Right. It's just a question of doing it. But then do we, I, I, as... Some people don't see it that way. Yeah, as seasoned authors, do we tell the ones that want to start writing that be prepared for the kids that are going to invade your brain? Yeah, yeah, tell them all of it. <laughs> you know, tell them all of it. Other authors are okay. not my competition. No. They're just not no, my competition. We're... I'm willing to share all the secrets. Let's go. I learned that I'm going to get It's not mine. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah, that's one of the big peeves. We have, okay, there's two type of authors out there. There's the ones that see being an author as a competition with everyone else, and there's the author that's there to make a community of authors that will help everyone. Surround yourself with the authors that want to help everyone because the ones that are in it for competition will eventually stab you in the back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I told my kids that when they were in college. I was like, yeah, get into the study group. But remember, there's somebody in that study group that doesn't want you to do well. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye out for that one person. Oh, it's yeah. It's the same in every walk of life, everything that you do. There's always somebody who doesn't. I can't live like that. I celebrate everybody's success. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just how I feel about it, you know. If you got a little bit ahead and you were able to accomplish something, that's a great triumph, and it needs to be celebrated. Very true. I, one of my best friends, and we talk daily, I'm like, I am so proud of his success, but we don't talk about it because he's overwhelmed by it. So it's like, at the same time of wanting to celebrate it, you also have to take a step back and look Hey, they're still a person. Yes. Let's let's celebrate the person, not just the su- success. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, but we, we got all have so many up. things that trip us up. Exactly. So we went up on a total tangent today, but it's fun <laughs> because it's not. <laughs> It's not just about books. It's not just about having authors on here. It's conversations that go about the world of being an author, not just the books. Sometimes we get, hey, this is how we got there, and then other times we go off on tangent for something else. But where can our listeners find you? <laughs> yes. Amazon is a place to find my books. Find me on Facebook, my Facebook author page. I have a author Chris Pascarella page, and there is a Destiny Trilogy page. Visit the page. Like me. Converse with me. Tell me if you've read my books, if you've liked them, if you didn't like them, what you didn't like, what you did like. I'm happy to talk to you over Facebook anytime. Ask all the questions. Bring it along. Yes. I, I enjoy the interaction. Love... I like to... Yes. Yeah, Real I love to hear from people. Love talking to the readers. We love talking to potential readers. We love talking to anyone. Really? Yes. Absolutely. I want to hear it. Even if you didn't like it, I hated it. Why not? Tell me what you didn't like. Maybe I can explain why it was done that way. Or maybe I missed something. Yeah. 
You know, maybe it, it I say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I messed up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I learned from them too. Mhm. We you learn from the we feedback. learn. Right. We need that feedback. We need those reviews on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Goodreads. We need those as authors to keep you engaged, but also it's an oversight for us so we know, hey, okay, the readers are liking this. They're not liking that. So we can talk to our characters and go, okay, how do we rework this for the next book? Absolutely. And that's what happens. I'm sorry, I have my service dog. That's all right, young Jess. (laughs) Jess was good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I have her in the studio with me, sometimes I don't, and I wasn't expecting a delivery today, so. (laughs) (laughs) Surprises are good. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, usually. But like I said, we need the reviews. Even if you're not leaving an actual one sentence, hey, I like it, I don't like it, get a hold of us on Facebook. That's what we have, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's so many other ones out there nowadays. But those are the big ones. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I love the interaction. So please, everyone, find me on Facebook. Come on and visit. Yes. Check out my book. (laughs) Right. You can find, usually an author will have more backstory if you talk to us than what's in the book. Yes. Like, okay, we. I'm going to go back to my Light and Dark series. Most of my readers don't realize there's a whole section of concept art and stuff out there that's not posted unless you ask for it. There's maps, there's character drawings, there's doodling, there's a whole world out there that's related to the books, but it's not out there unless you ask for it. Um, yeah, I mean, even even when a character who's 60 years old, they didn't just pop into existence. We have a whole thing of how they got to where they are today. We know. We want to find out. Yeah. Come and ask. Exactly. Okay. Visit us when we do author takeovers on Facebook. Those are fun. I mean, you go oh, in yeah. there. We get we okay. A lot of author takeovers do uh, giveaways. Readers don't yes. understand that. If you go to a, a author takeover and you're invited, chances are you can get free stuff. It could be anything from a free ebook to oh, um, I've seen authors give away mugs, bookmarks. T-shirts, anything. Uh, you know what? Let's do this right now. All you listeners, download a copy of book one of the Destiny Trilogy, Destiny Revealed. Tell me on Facebook that you downloaded it and show me proof, and I'll send you a coupon code for book two of an audio version, a free audio version of book two, Passive Destiny, for the first three people who let me know. There you go. See, that's how this works. We come up with creative stuff. Just let me know. So, right on my author page. <laughs> there we go. I'll make sure when it, yeah. we uh, get that promoted, too, because it's very important when we do giveaways that we promote it. 
Yeah, I have I have a couple of coupons for Audible versions, so. I'll send out three. I'll give away three. There you go. That works. Yeah, because audios oh. are a lot. Yeah. Audios are butter People are busy butter. now, you know. You know yeah. Everybody's got earphones in when they're running on a treadmill in the morning. Why not listen to a book? Exactly. I, I thought I was the only one that listened to books when I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> No, everybody's had your phones in for something. Let's listen to a book. Well, we're almost out of time, so I thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank and, you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. And I love having you on here, so when your next book comes out, I promise I'll leave my dog not in the studio. <laughs> she's just, she's doing her job as a service dog. I can't Knock that. No, absolutely not. But next time, I promise I'll not have her in the studio. And when your next (laughs) book comes out, we we can talk about that too. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, Chris. And I'll talk to you later. And happy reading, everyone. Uh, Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.